And uh, they want to know, have you seen his gardens? Have you been to Plant Delights Nursery, which is right down in the southern part of Wake County, off of uh, down near Salls Road in an area uh, right down there. And in Juniper Level is what the, the neck of the, of the area is called. But it's Tony went to um, high school here. He went to NC State. He graduated in horticulture and horticulture in 1978 and um, married his high school sweetheart, uh, Michelle, and, and they had a home, like you said, very near Forest Hills Baptist Church and a wonderful garden there. He started out and working in landscape design at the North Carolina State Fairgrounds. That was his first job. And after that, he decided that he was going to start selling plants. Now, what's interesting is Tony had done that as a child. He had sold little houseplant cuttings and things that he was interested in uh, to people like uh, Tom Logan back when um, he was alive and ran Logan's Trading Company. So Tony, even as a young man, was very interested in plants, and he came up with it. He has an incredible command of recall when it comes to plant names, the backstory on them. He can tell you what something is just by glancing at it. He knows everything by the scientific nomenclature he, and common names. He is not only the proprietor of this very successful retail mail order uh, business that sells rare and unusual and native perennial plants, but he also is an international plant explorer. And this is what a lot of people don't understand. He has been all over the world going out with, sometimes with small groups and sometimes with larger ones, looking for the, the unique, the rare, the special, things that would adapt very well and grow here in our, our North Carolina climate. So he's been up the mountains of Vietnam. He's been to Slovenia. Korea, China, South Africa, Bosnia, you know, and he also finds plants all the time from people who notice something unusual in their own backyard. Um, say if you walked out your door and you said, you know, that pokeberry looks really unusual. It's got a variegated leaf on it. Tony's interested in that. Um, he's got variegated kudzu that, he, you know, he, he grows in his collections, but He's also a hybridizer, which means he does plant breeding. So he does a lot of hostile work. He's named them. Some of the ones that you know you may have in your garden might have been introduced by, by Tony. But he lectures all over the world. He's an international gardening lecturer. Um, just on his website from uh, 1978 to, uh, to 2018, he had... Uh, recorded that he had given 804 lectures. And this is not just, you know, this isn't just at the big plant uh, places either. He lectures locally. He'll lecture to master gardeners or he'll lecture to um, visiting horticultural groups who come through his home garden. So Tony is the real deal, and we are so fortunate to have him in our area. By the way, he used to write a News and Observer column. Do you remember when he wrote the weekly column? Uh, it was from about 87 to 98. Yes, I, I think I do, as a matter of fact. 
and he's one of those people who coined the term um, crepe murder, which, which is what we call it when um, somebody really, really butchers up their crepe myrtle tree. Uh, that's, that's, that's a Tony-ism. But he is, he's the real deal, and he's right here. And when you meet him, he is very modest. He's approachable. If I had to be honest with you, he's shy. He really is. He's, he's somewhat, even though he can put on a performance on a stage when he's giving a, a plant lecture, um, he's, he's actually a, a, little bit, a little bit shy. And I find that, that very dear about him. Um, but he's very approachable. He is, his uh, first wife, Michelle, has passed away. Uh, Tony has remarried, and um, he's, he's married to a, a lady named Anita. And he and she now run Plant Delights Nursery. And the other thing that they've done is, besides their own property that will one day will become part of NC State um, ownership uh, if they can get the endowment money that they need uh, to endow this, as well as gift the, the incredible collections of plants and, and the gardens. He also has a little private um, area that he's turned into a public garden right next to his property, too, that you can visit anytime. But this is, a, this is somebody that, if you have not read anything that Tony does, he does a regular uh, fall catalog that people love getting just for the humor that's in it when he describes a plant. Um, he he just he will he will oftentimes make fun of of uh, plant of politics. Uh, sometimes it makes people a little miffed, but he is he is true to himself and he's true to his love, which are plants. One thing that he has done is he has written a garden book, and it's called "So You Want to Start a Nursery" by Tony Avent, and this is for people who are interested. In, or have ever contemplated doing their own garden center or their own growing uh, production. And that would definitely be uh, an interesting read for those of you who have not read it. But that's just, that's just the first person I could think of. Okay, now I'm going to stop you because you've come to just the right place. Okay. Uh, I'm going to reintroduce you to our audience. This is Pam Beck. Uh, uh, Planned journalist and a frequent guest on our show, and we're talking tonight about the present generation of those people uh, talking about popularizing, distributing, selling whatever plants in the Tar Heel State. And Pam, I was going to start out tonight by talking about Sir Walter Raleigh's people who came uh, back in 1584, I think, and one of them said that where he had come to North Carolina was the fairest land under the cope of heaven. That's my favorite description of North Carolina. But what you really are talking about tonight is some of the people who have help, are helping to maintain that fairest land part of the declaration. And we'll come back and let you grab a hold of another one in just a couple of minutes. Show for a Wednesday night, and I believe, if I look, I can see that this is August the 26th. We're almost with this month. I've got to remember that next Monday is the, the last day of the month. Uh, our guest tonight is Miss Pam Beck. I didn't give her the royal introduction tonight, but she is the proprietor of Pam Beck Gardens, and that is the secret to getting to her website. Did I get it right, Pam? Pam Beck Gardens? You did. Thank you. You did. Dot com. Oh, there you go. 
right. Um, are you ready for somebody else? Yes, I was going to say, right. tossing so, the ball figuratively to you. <laughs> Back to me. Okay. It, it's, it, for those of you who uh, don't know, we're doing this uh, via the telephone, so I'm at home, and I can't see Tom uh, nod at me when he's ready to, to give me the, the mic, uh, so to speak. But we're talking about people who are influencers in the plant world who are our friends and neighbors, and they're right here, and we're so blessed with them. And I've got to talk about another superstar, and uh, this, this young lady has, um, again, created such a presence and such an impact in a very short period of time, and her name is Brie Golovna Arthur. And Brie Arthur and her husband David live down in Fuquay Verena, not very far from Juniper Level, where where Tony Avent lives. There's something about that wonderful sandy soil, I think, in the southern part of our county. But Bree is a young lady who had studied landscape design and horticulture at Purdue. And she came to our area because of all the plant people here, and she wanted to work with them. And she has worked with Plant Delights Nursery. She's worked with Montrose Gardens. She's worked with Camellia Forest Nursery. Um, She is an incredibly energetic, beautiful young lady. She uh, was, in 2017, was awarded an emerging professional distinction from American Horticultural Society and named in the uh, one of the 40 under 40 to watch in professionals because she has taken the gardening world by storm. She's absolutely adorable and energetic and enthusiastic, and when she speaks to you about any aspect of gardening, whether it's propagating succulents or whether it's gardening in your front yard with some grains, you're going to just fall in love with Bree. She's adorable. She really, truly is. She um, she has been the president of the International Plant Propagator Society. She has written two very successful books with Timber Press, The first is called The Foodscape Revolution. It's finding a better way to make space for food and beauty in your garden, and it's talking about incorporating edibles in the landscape so that they're not just a separate uh, patch of gardening in the back, that your landscape becomes more and more productive. And then that led to the second book of Gardening with Grains, and I believe that she's working on a third right now. And this is all within the past few years that she's that these things have been going she like tony has spoken internationally she is just um an absolutely delightful person i'm delighted to call her a friend someone a young lady whom i greatly admire and she also is a correspondent on the pbs television show growing a greener world and she also has a youtube channel which is called Brie the Plant Lady. So if you want to know anything about Brie Arthur, uh, look up either Foodscape Revolution, which foodscaping is something I believe that she um, has been copyrighted or associated with Brie enough that you could probably find her through that. Um, or just, you know, look her up, Brie Arthur. First name is B-R-I-E. And um, she is really amazing, and if you've got a group and you need a dynamic keynote speaker, uh, she's definitely the person to contact. 
Another woman I would love to um, bring attention to, too, is Nancy Goodwin. And she lives in Hillsboro, North Carolina, which is where my daughter and her family live. Nancy is the uh, proprietress, the owner of Montrose. And have you seen that garden, Tom? No. No. You've never been to Montrose? No. It is, it is an absolute jewel. It was the 19th century Governor William Alexander Graham's home. And oh, I know that guy. He, yes, I know him. Okay, you know that guy. All right. If that sounds familiar to you, he is 61 acres that backs up to the Eno River. And this was bought, it was purchased in 1977 by Nancy Goodwin and her husband, her late husband, um, and Crawford Goodwin, who was an economics professor at Duke. And they, they maintained the original plantings around the house and then really greatly expanded those. And then Nancy was one of these people who became passionate about uh, rock gardening and, and specifically a, a group of plants that are called cyclamen. And she began a, a small mail order side business of selling these plants and, and popularizing them and getting them back into the trade and these are winter-flowering, evergreen, little, low-growing plants uh, that you can have different cyclamen that will start blooming from about now. I've got one in my garden that's already popped up until, you know, through the spring, through the winter into spring. But she, through her correspondence and her, uh, her wit and her intelligence, she's one of the smartest women I have ever had the pleasure of, of talking to. Nancy, I'm sorry, go ahead. Did you say something? Tom? Are you speaking to me? Yes, I'm, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm just something. listening. I'm picking okay. up all kinds of good information here. Okay. <laughs> Nancy, um, Nancy uh, wrote about her garden, and there's one book that she um, authored. It's called Montrose, Life in a Garden, and it is about how she built up this wonderful property and, and what it means to her. And then the other book that I, of hers that I really love is when she co-authored with a New Jersey plantsman named Alan Lacey. Now, Alan Lacey is very, very popular in the perennial gardening world. And it was a year in our gardens. So these are letters by the two of them back and forth where she will write to him saying, I'm having great success with this this year in my garden. And he will write back to her and talk about um, something that has uh, done really well for him or what the, tr what the weather's been like, what they have found. Uh, it, it, it is so sweetly intimate. It's, it's two friends who garden, and it's a little self-conscious because they realized from the, from the start that they would be writing so that other people would be looking over their shoulder but it is a, a book that gives you the personality and the, the expertise of both of these people. And Alan Lacey, believe it or not, even in his coastal New Jersey garden, it was the same climate zone as Nancy's. So they were sharing information about a lot of the same plants back and forth. I know. I think we ought to stop right there. 
because it's time to take a break and check on the news. Maybe we can find out what's going on with regard to the hurricane far to our south. You're listening to the Tom Kearney Show on WPTF. Our guest tonight is Pam Beck. Uh, again, I'll give you her address uh, on the Internet. It's uh, Gardens with an S, dot com. And if you go to that, you can find out about who she is and what she does and the kind of lectures that she gives and so on when she's not on the Tom Kearney Show. We're going to pause now and check the news. Like I said, maybe find out about the hurricane and about other things on WPTF Radio. Live radio, and uh, we have as our, as our guest tonight, Miss Pam Beck of PamBeckGardens.com. That's how you can get in touch with her. And she is, oh, she comes appears with us about once every six weeks, two months, somewhere in there, uh, as, as often as I can inveigle her into to coming and talking about uh, plants and things like that in North Carolina. And uh, we uh, have her with us tonight talking about the plantsmen and women of, of the present day, those who are making their mark in helping keep North Carolina the fairest land under the cope of heaven. And I'm tossing the ball up in the air right now, Pam, and you need to take it and run with it. All right. Well, I am delighted to have this opportunity to talk about these wonderful living men and women who are um, walking down the street and sharing their, their knowledge and enthusiasm with us. And I've got to mention somebody from Asheville. This is my nod to my dear, dear friend, Peter Lower. Peter is um, one of the, uh, like yourself, Tom, he's a Renaissance man. He began life in New York. He studied art and uh, not only art history, but he is an illustrator himself. He owned for a short time a gallery in Soho. He and his wife, Jean, met in art school, and uh, they decided at one point that they had had enough of uh, the North, and they decided they wanted to come South, and they fell in love with Asheville. And specifically, they're down where Lake Kilworth is. They have a, a wonderful home that was designed by an architect that overlooks where the Kilworth Dam is and live next door to um, a gentleman who owns several art galleries. Peter is one of the most prolific writers uh, for garden writing. He has, he has authored or co-authored over three dozen books, and these are not only written by him, but most of them are illustrated by him. And what he does in his books is he does these beautiful pen and ink Repetograph drawings, and uh, his his drawings. He still sells uh, a lot of his artwork. He has a gallery showings. He is besides writing, and he used to write for two or three newspapers up in the the mountains. He was um, the weekly radio show from National Public Radio on WCQS in Asheville. Uh, he would host that. He um, also is teaching, uh, you're going to love this, he teaches botanical illustration, which you'd expect. He teaches plant ID with wild walk kind of courses for some of the, some of the senior uh, groups that are going out. But at the technical college, he also teaches 
uh, film history and art history. And he loves movies and does a talk on um, movies, plants that kill in movies, and some of the old, you know, horror movies kind of thing. And one of the last lectures he had done at the request of J.C. Walston in Raleigh um, was Murder in the Garden. And it was talking about all the, all the, uh, not only the plants that were the monster plants that would eat people, like in Tarzan-type movies, but also the, the things that were used to poison people in Agatha Christie-type novels. So he loves history. He writes. He's written about the Rose Garden. He's written about Thomas Jefferson's garden. He writes um, the, the Love and Love Me Not that we talk about of uh, the symbolism of plants. He's written about the gardens of North Carolina. And some of his most famous books have been uh, pointed out as, as some of the most important writing uh, early on. One that comes to mind is The Evening Garden that he had done. He's written about the Winter Garden. If there's a topic out there, Peter has probably written about it. And the, the illustrations are worth finding his books. Many of them are from publishing houses that are no longer uh, in print. But if you can find one in a used bookstore or somewhere, you know, snatch it up because they are, they are true jewels to read. And um, he's just such a nice, funny, smart thinking person, too. Uh, he's he's a, really a joy to read. And spell his name for us. It's Peter Lower, and it's L-O-E-W-E-R. L-O-E-W-E-R, Peter Lower. Okay. And his wife, Jean, is also an illustrator, and they have uh, done three children's books together, and the children's books range in topics that you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily think. One is called The Moonflower, which is a delightful book about um, the moonflower, which is a, a night-blooming vine that opens. But they've also written about the Pond Water Zoo and the Inside Out Stomach, which is talking about uh, the large uh, squids and, and uh, things like Occupy. And, and I think it's, it's really a, his interest you could talk to this man about anything, and if you could ever get him on your show, Tom, I think the two of you would click. You know, you would just—it would be wonderful. <laughs> it really would. And if well, I think he's to... been on the the Gardner show, hasn't he? He yeah. may have been on uh, the Weekend Gardener if he was in the area to to give a speech, which he still does some lecturing. Um, and he's he's getting rather long in the tooth, as they say, but. He uh, he's sharp as a tack, and if we could ever get him, uh, lure him back this way, that's that's one of the shows. Yours or the Weekend Gardener, we should definitely try to get him on that show. Okay, in Asheville, then. Okay, Pam. In Asheville, Pam Beck is the voice that you hear. She's our, I guess you could say she's our gardening correspondent, and we've gone back and talked about John Lawson, the one of the first Brits who came over who wrote about all the interesting peoples and plants that he found in the Carolinas. And uh, we have been moving forward. The Times Arrow has been going with us, and tonight Pam is talking about gardeners and people who write about gardening and help other people understand about plants, etc. 
in in the present day. And with that out of the way, I need to repeat that every once in a while so folks will know what they've stumbled into, Pam. <laughs> and uh, I know you've got you've had your cup of tea for the night, so you're all you're all fired up. And so I am. And there's so many more to talk about. We could do this show, uh, you know, for three or four hours. It's, there's so many fabulous garden writers in North Carolina. Well, I know who I will call the next time I have a need for a guest, which is, who knows, not very far away. Who, You know what we we should do while we're pausing for just a second is to have you talk about a show about gardening on the radio because WPTF is going to be 96 years old on September 22nd, and I think in, in the month of September we ought to do two or three uh, sort of history shows about certain kinds of programs on WPTF, and one of them would be the gardening show that started, well, it happened, it started before the war, but the first regularly scheduled show was the, I believe, isn't it called, wasn't it, Pam, called The Weekend Gardener? No, the original one was John Harris's show, and it was the Tar Heel Gardener. Tar Heel Gardener, uh, okay. Way I, back then, and even well, before well, him, the Raleigh uh, Garden Club did uh, some shows. Well, see, you know about stuff like that. Well, I'm sorry to have distracted you, but I'll tell you what we ought to do. We ought to take a break right here, and then you'll have about 10 minutes on the downhill slide to, to cover some more people who are gardening in the present, okay? Great. 948 on WPTF Radio, uh, AM 680 and uh, FM 98.5. Remember to set one of the buttons on the FM side of your your car radio for WPTF uh, at 98.5. Tonight our guest is uh, Pam Beck of Pam Beck Gardens. She's our, our uh, plant, gardening, etc. cetera, uh, correspondent and uh, visits periodically to talk about uh, the things that, uh, as I wanted to say at the beginning of the show tonight, that keep North Carolina beautiful and uh, the fairest land under the cope of heaven. And, Pam, you're getting to talk about people that you might bump into on the street tonight. Absolutely. And what's so wonderful is these are really important people in the gardening world. It's not we, – we, because of the growing conditions here, because of the uh, university research that's going on here, because of uh, that gardeners are attracted to being around other gardeners even, we are blessed. We are in a mecca of gardening people and, and garden centers and nurseries and growers, and North Carolina is just so fortunate. But I do want to do another shout-out to someone who was in Raleigh but who has recently moved to the mountains, and that is Craig LaHoulier. And Craig is known as Mr. NC Tomato Man. So <laughs> for a while, if you put in NC Tomato Man, you went right to his website, Craig is a uh, retired research scientist. He's a uh, has the gift of perfect recall. This is a genius brain that that Craig has. He can remember everything about anything that's ever been said that he's read or ever been exposed to. The man is very smart, but so smiling and friendly and approachable. And his passion is tomatoes. <laughs> of all the gardening topics in the world, is tomatoes. So he wrote a book, again, with Timber Press, who's the, I'm sorry, his was a story press. 
um, uh, called Epic Tomatoes, and this is an inter- uh, this is a national bestseller, and he is beautifully illustrated. It's um, it's very widely read, and um, what's what's fun about it is Craig is one of those people who was early on the the uh, I guess fad is a good way of putting it of getting into heirloom tomatoes, and in fact. He is the fellow who named Cherokee Purple in 1990. And so when people talk about how much they love Cherokee Purple tomato, that's thanks to Craig because he's done all this breeding and and research. And so even though this wasn't his job, this was his hobby and his passion, it is now what he does full time. And so, excuse me, (laughs) he also, besides the tomato, he does eggplants and pepper collections. He's, um, he's lecturing, he's traveling a lot, but in uh, January of 2020, before the lockdowns, he and his wife moved to Hendersonville, North Carolina. So you'll still see him back here visiting occasionally, but if you're in the mountains, um, he's definitely somebody to look up and another great speaker. Uh, there are some other speakers that I, I want to give a, a shout-out to in our area, and uh, one is uh, Bobby Ward. Bobby Ward is uh, retired. Uh, let me just start by saying Bobby is so well known by plants people because of his connection with the Rock Garden Societies and his writings. Uh, one of his earliest books was A Contemplation Upon Flowers, and it was Garden Plants in Myth and Literature. And this was a beautiful award-winning book. And But more recently... The book he's known for is Chlorophyll in His Veins, J.C. Ralston, Horticultural Ambassador, and that was written by Bobby Ward, and that was the tribute to J.C. Ralston, the late, great J.C. Ralston, whom the Arboretum at NC State is named for, and he was a dear friend of Bobby's, but um, more than that, uh, Bobby did so much research on this uh, gentleman, and it was it was a very heartfelt writing about J.C. Ralston's life. And Bobby is um, in Raleigh. He is uh, one of those people who, when you meet him, you think he is one of the most elegant gentlemen you've ever met. I think of Bobby as being kind of the Cary Grant of the gardening world in Raleigh. Um, he is he is very kind and soft-spoken and, and um very knowledgeable, and uh, so do, how much time do we have, Tom? Do, can I talk about one more? Oh, yeah, we've got about three and a half minutes left. Oh, three and a half. Oh, my goodness. Well, l- well let me go uh, closer to home again with another Raleighite, and that would be uh, Roy Dix. Roy Dix is another name that should be familiar to a lot of you because who are listening because Roy was the music and theater critic for the News and Observer for many, many years. And Roy is another extremely um, elegant, very um, very knowledgeable person. He does a, a beautiful um, lecture where he takes on the persona of the, his subject. And his subject that he brought to light with gardening books is Beverly Nichols. Now, Beverly Nichols was an English garden writer very much in the vein of Woodhouse, but um, but from England. 
and he wrote from uh, into 1983. But his books were delightful little books, were very tongue in cheek and fun and and pithy, and they were pretty much forgotten until Roy Dick found them, got interested in them, got them reprinted, and um, he really helped put uh, Beverly Nichols' name back out into the into the world, and that was thanks thanks to Roy. So now, if you want to find a, a book called uh, Garden Open Tomorrow or Garden Open Today or Down the Garden Path, these clever books with their original drawings uh, by William McLaurin are available thanks thanks to the work and the, the scholarship and the work and the research of Roy Dick. I have had Roy on uh, with me and, and Bobby Ward, too, as a matter of fact, uh, with, with their publications and have enjoyed all the things uh, chlorophyll in, in his veins. That's the book about Beverly Nichols, I believe, isn't it? No, no about J.C. Ralston. That's, J.C. Ralston. That's right, J.C. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, we, we could probably have a whole program just about J.C. if we wanted to. Uh, yes, but, we could. Uh, yes, any we event. Could. Well, I think you, you have used up our time well tonight. And I'm just wondering who's going to do the one on uh, Pam Beck. Uh, the current, <laughs> current. Well, Pam Beck, uh, her writing has been limited to the News and Observer and um, some local uh, magazines and uh, some, of the, some of the national magazines and, of course, one, one book. But so far, the story's not book. over. <laughs> you have one book, I remember, because you and a, a lady did that book, and I'm always pleased to say that you autographed a copy for my mother because she used to listen to you when you were on the gardening show. And, and uh, when she passed away, it was on her coffee table, and and I, I kept it uh, as, a, as, a, as a souvenir and so on. She just really enjoyed listening to you, and as I do. But uh, I want to thank you for being willing to be with us tonight. I know you've got other duties to do, so I'm going to let you go, okay? Well, thank you, and it's always a treat to be on the air with you. Thank you, Tom, and um, blessings to everybody. Enjoy your garden. Okay. We'll talk to you later. That's Pam Beck, our guest tonight. Tomorrow night is going to be... Uh, and nostalgia night, uh, do you understand? And we'll talk about something the way it used to be and the way we wish it still was.